welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerd, Matt O'Hara. Hey, hey, hey. And uh, I feel way better today. Good, man. Today. I'm glad you're finally over it. But my, my voice might go out or sc- get a little scratchy, a little raspy here and there, because I'm like, today's like the first full day that I feel like healthy. I'll call you mystical. Yeah. I, I couldn't even go to the Browns game. Oh. You, didn't, so you didn't go to that game, no, bro? No. Like, it's like one of the games I really want to go to, because it's Peyton Man's last game. I was too sick, man. I couldn't, like, it wasn't, it wasn't happening. Mm. I couldn't go to the Cavs game yesterday. I had to give my tickets away to one of our followers on Twitter. See what happens when you follow us on Twitter? Hey. I gave it, uh, my Cavs ticket to a random uh, listener. Hey. Yeah. Better, better somebody random using them than nobody. Yeah. yeah. My wife said, like, what are you going to do the tickets? I'm like, I'm just going to give them to one of my uh, writing followers. Yeah. She's like, do you know them? I'm like, not physically. <laughs> but we're all, like, friendly. Well, we're all boys. Yeah. I mean, we don't have to know each other personally to be boys. Right. Every, every woman, man, child out there that listens to this, just know. BFFs. We're homies. So I feel, uh, yeah, I feel better. I had to go to doctors yesterday. They gave me some, uh, I want to see if it was strep because it took so long. God, man. Yeah, but I feel good. I passed along the, at Dynasty and Mike. I saw him on Friday at the wedding. Yeah, that was a fun wedding, by the way. It was. It probably, it probably didn't help the cause. Uh, I know our, uh, our other buddy Mike said his, uh, his uh, soon-to-be fiance was, uh, said that me and Mike won the award for drunkest people at the wedding. You were a little drunk. I was a lot of drunk. Yeah, you were a lot of drunk. You were trying to get me to go out to the bar afterwards. I'm like, no, sir. Don't wouldn't remember if you did. Yeah. I know we went to the bar. <laughs> I was buying everybody's drinks. Oh. I remember that. Man, snap. I wish I would have been there. Now. I was in one of those, you know, telling like, uh, oh, yeah. know, oh, I love you, man. <laughs> old, old school. Uh, I think on your 30th birthday, you said you loved me. Yeah, I, I do that sometimes. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, when you see people you don't seen in a while, too, you tell them that you love them. Mm-hmm. But I, I was really drunk, which probably did not help my sickness because the following day I was really bad. Yeah, nothing like uh, de- totally dehydrating yourself. Yeah, uh, so I thought about using liquor to kill the virus mm. or at least have it, make, you know, let it have such a good time that it just pick up <laughs> and leave. Like, hey, oh, man, hey, party's over. Can't handle this guy. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, it was, uh, but I got to watch some, a lot of football because I was, Stuck on my couch, cuddled up in a blanket, whining to my wife. Mm-hmm. I'm so sick. Take care of me. Yeah, they, gonna, they, they love that. Yeah, she's going to be shaking her head. You're like, you're such a little bee. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yes, I am. Mm-hmm. Make me some cocoa. <laughs> uh, so before that, though, before the wedding mm-hmm. was the Thursday night game, the Falcons and the Saints. Right on. And Devontae Freeman did what Devontae Fre- Freeman has done all year long and had a monster. Yeah, man, he's really... Uh... Been really ridiculously consistent. Here. These thirty-point games are just like nothing to him. Um, yeah, I mean it's obviously unsustainable. Like, I, but I've been saying that for the past three weeks. Yes. Um, but he, I mean, he's going to catch a bunch of passes, and he's going to obviously he's got a nose for the end zone now. Um, I mean, so I mean, I think some level of success is is a, a sustainable. Like, you know, off the top of your head, right now, Devontae Freeman, obviously running back one. Number right. one overall. The number one scoring fantasy PPR running back. Who is the second player that would you just guess? The player or? Player. You know what? I'm not, I mean, don't don't I'm, worry about that. It's Matt Forte, oh. right? And then right behind him is Mark Ingram. And then Jamal Charles. They're all pretty close. I knew Ingram was up there, actually, yeah. So, But here's the question. 
Guess how many more points Devontae Freeman has than number two overall fantasy dynasty fantasy running back Matt Forte? I'm going to say it's probably a 40-point differential. 62 points. Holy cow. 167 fantasy points compared to 105. Yeah, that's a pretty big gap. That's a huge like, gap. It's like it's like a season. Mm-hmm. I mean, you get. I mean, that's that is, for example, uh, right around like running back twenty five. Isaiah Carell has fifty six points on a year. He's running back twenty five in a PPR league. Yeah, that's a whole season for running back twenty five. Which at running back twenty five or Legarrette Blunt, for example, is running back twenty four. So he's running back two. He's like the lowest end of running back twos. And Devonta Freeman has more points than that right. than running back two. And you're right; it's not sustainable. Uh. Maybe. But, again, at the same time, this guy does not look like he's going any, anywhere anytime soon. As long as Kyle Shanahan's there and Matt Ryan's there and Julio Jones there, things are going to look good for Devontae Freeman. Well, yeah. They, I mean, they obviously they can't load the box up against this guy because they do have the outside threats there, especially, I mean, Julio is getting doubled. And then, you know, so, you know, you can't just you can't just load up the box. And plus, he's shown that he can wiggle his way through little cracks and he just... Catches the yeah. ball out of the bat. He does really everything. He can well. wiggle it just a little bit. Yeah, just a little bit. So somebody tweeted at me actually a little bit before the podcast started, and they're like, somebody offered me the house for Devontae Freeman. Would I be crazy not to accept it? And I just tweeted back, like, I'd sell anybody for the house. You know what I mean? If the price is right, anybody's anybody's for sale. To me, like, anybody's for sale except for pretty much, like, Gronk, Julio, Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, I mean, but even those guys are somewhat attainable. It all depends on what the guy meant by the house. I mean, I'm assuming you know, a roof, some windows, <laughs> some hopefully a foundation, a, a healthy foundation, maybe an in-ground swimming pool. Ooh, ooh, that's that's I'm, I'm thinking luxury here. Yeah, you are. But I mean, what do you do as a? I mean, you you the man who was all about Devonte Freeman, then lost faith, then the force awakened, and you came back. Like, what would you? Like, this obviously, to me, he falls into a category of not selling high. Like, I'm not selling high on this guy. Like, I'm riding him to the ship. But for the right price, you know, you give me two really good starter running backs and a really good receiver and maybe two first round picks. Yeah, I mean, to me, that's a house. I'm going, okay. Right. I think it all depends on the offer. Yeah, I guess if we're in a vacuum, it's kind of. It's, it's hard to say. But, I mean, as of right now, I'm not. I'm not I have him in two of the leagues where I drafted him last year. I'm not selling him for no, anything. He's, he's single hand. I guarantee you, you look at anybody's redraft team. And you look at people's dynasty teams and look and click on a guy who's in first, second, or third place. And I guarantee one of those guys has Devontae Freeman on their team. Right. I it just, I mean, I just almost guarantee it. I mean, he's single handedly carrying teams when he has 62 more fantasy points than running back number two. I mean, he's the difference maker yeah. this year at running back. He just is. He's one of those guys, if you have like an okay team around him, he's having such a good year. He's single handedly will help you win a championship. Right. I mean, it's just so hard to overcome guys that get you 35 points, you know, on a, on a regular basis. Definitely have you other guys that are, like, good around him. So, wow, Devontae Freeman. Devontae Freeman. So, again, it would take the house to get him, right? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, you're not selling him for first-round pick or anything. Yeah, <laughs> like that's it, silly, it you know? Totally kills the Kevin, Tevin Coleman buzz completely because this guy's just locked in. If you drafted Tevin Coleman in the first round, well, yeah, poop happens. And, I mean, Tevin Coleman didn't look bad when he got his four carries, but, I mean, then again, he did fumble, and they, like, pretty much yanked him after that. So, Yeah, that kind of falls into Melvin Gordon category. Not going to help his cause. Yeah, Melvin Gordon, man, got pulled again, huh? Yeah, I trade up for him. That's what happens when I draft those running backs really high. Yeah. 
besides Lovey. I like the. I'm still not real. I'm not like down on on Melvin Gordon. No. I think he's just going to take a little bit of time to kind of get used to the NFL. I think he's a really skilled guy. Yeah, he's just. I mean, Devontae Freeman last year didn't have a really good year. Right. You know, a lot of those running rookie running backs are. You know, when it comes to dynasty too, sometimes a good strategy. Maybe we talk about this at the end of the year too. When we talk about we'll do a show like that when the season's over, like end of the year strategy, is. You know, <coughs> excuse me, sick. You know, Eric Ebron fell in this category. You know, a really high draft peak that people draft pick that people kind of fall out of favor with at the end of the year because people are, it's like the NFL, like, what have you done for me lately kind right. of feeling. And they don't remember that rookies take time. You know, even some running back, everybody thinks the running back's a quick plug and play. It doesn't always work out that for everybody. But, you know, sometimes, you know, Melvin Gordon might fall in a category of nice buy low yeah. for next year. Absolutely. I mean, just as an example, Mark Ingram, Mark Ingram took like three years. Yeah. Just like really shoddy production, and then, then he finally had his year. He had a really good year last year. Curly right. sits at running back number three overall. Right. So remember, you know, definitely with these rookies, patience is the key in Dynasty. You can't just, you know, just be flipping guys. Definitely the young guys. I mean, these are guys you kind of want to stash. You just want to flip them because they're not doing anything right away. Right. You know, I mean, some guys show their hand maybe a little bit more than others. You know, maybe like at this point, point like Cody Lattimore, you know, who we thought was going to be pretty good in Denver. Maybe he's not going to be a bust, but he wasn't a first-round pick at the same time. These guys that are first-round pick, you got to be patient with. Yep. And Melvin Gordon falls in that category. You know, like this thing with Devontae Freeman. What if at the end of the year you're like, ah, Devontae Freeman, they drafted Tevin Coleman. He's the man. I'm just getting rid of him. You know what I mean? I'm you, just going to package him. You Meanwhile, you took silly, him the, right. Yeah, and you just took him in the first round last year. Right. You, First-round picks are too valuable to squander. You know what I mean? You just can't be flipping them the very next year for, like, a second or maybe, like, an older player. You can't do it. you you got to build your dynasty team with these first-round picks. you got to build a foundation. And sometimes you got to be patient more than other guys. You know I mean? Todd Gurley looks great. That's Todd Gurley. Uh, even Le'Veon Bell is rookie year. It wasn't like, ooh, he's the best thing ever. Oh, no, man. Remember he came in, like, fat and then, like, hurt himself. Four games and, in because he right. had the, the, the list Frank going on as right. well, and it wasn't, like, a great season. Right. And then Lady Lacey had a great season as a you know, rookie, and now it's kind of like, mm. but again, so Devonte Freeman's like a good example of like a patience, and that's just a one-year patient thing. And then things, the same thing, you see people like flipping on Eric Ebron because he didn't produce right away. Meanwhile, tight ends take three years to right. produce. Guys, I'm more inclined to flip on are guys I took a shot on in like the third or third or fourth round, and they actually like start producing a little bit and make a name for themselves. Mm-hmm. You flip those guys for. Either a, a a productive veteran and like a name type of guy, or a first, or round, a first pick. round pick, and that's how you stay ahead of the game. Yeah, because then you're you're literally you're taking that third round pick and you're getting first round picks, instant right. instant return on those kind of guys. Right. Those are great great examples to make. Um, another guy that kind of falls in a category in the same game for that Thursday night game was Brandon Cooks. You know, looked great in the preseason, looked great last year before he hurt his finger, and now he's just been a dud. I mean, I think that whole offense is kind of um, just having a rough start of the season here. I mean, I guess it's, we're we're halfway through the dynasty or the uh, fantasy season anyway. So pretty much, yeah. Was, if you go 13 weeks, we're pretty much halfway there. Right. So, I mean, I guess it is what it is at this point. But, I mean, their whole offense as a whole I don't think is really clicking the way we're used to it. They're running the ball more. Mm-hmm. They're so that, I mean, there aren't as many passes being thrown. And, um, obviously, what's his name? Uh Willie Sneed? Willie, thank you. I couldn't think of Willie's name. Obviously, he's stealing some of the targets as well. That we, that was kind of an unexpected uh, event, I guess. True story. So um, I guess those two two things combined kind of 
bringing down Brandon Cooks just a little bit, but he, I mean, he's still a quality prospect, not somebody you want to really give up on, in my my opinion. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, again, one of the guys you got to be patient with. Real young guy, only twenty two years old, super burning fast, right. you know. Uh, and he missed half the season last year, so he stinks. If you have redraft, yeah, you could bench him, but right now in dynasty, you're not selling Brandon Cooks. No, I mean, unless you're getting you know equal value or somebody another young good wide receiver in a pick or something like that, yep. like. Yeah, exactly. If you're getting fair value, right, right. I mean, uh, fair, I mean, you know, another guy that's in like his second or third year and and that kind of thing. It's gonna be one of those players that you turn around down the road and you know, and then you regret making that trade because you got out too fast. Right. Uh, Broncos, Browns, Browns again finding another way to lose. So bad teams do, dude. I mean, I good teams find a way to win, and the bad teams find a way to lose. Both those teams look like they wanted to lose that game, and yeah, of course the, the Browns. The Browns just win. wanted it more. They yeah. wanted to lose it more, I guess. Ronnie Hillman looked great, 20 carries, 111 yards. But then again, the Browns are the worst uh, run defense team in the league by a lot. Wow. Uh, yep. So anybody that play, you know, I expect Todd Gurley next week to have a monster. Oh, yeah, dude. Uh, all those daily fantasy leagues, scoop them up. Yeah, start. If you FanDuel, DraftKings, Draftster, whatever, Todd Gurley. Yeah, get him. I, Literally, I went on there right away this week and saw what Todd Gurley was. I want to see where he was at just because it's like I got to start Todd yeah. Gurley no matter what. He's gonna, he's gonna have a, he's probably gonna have his best game of the year. Yep. Yeah, uh, because he's playing the Browns. They're horrible, man. They are terrible. So, um, we were talking a little bit pre-production. Like, do you think that Ronnie Hillman is like taking C.J. Anderson's spot here on the depth chart? A little bit. I, th- I mean, I think he's inching towards that, and I also kind of think that he does what he does well what the Browns were weakest at. So I think they might've been kind of game game plan specific Uh there. He gets to the outside really well. And the Browns just, they, they cannot stop the run to the outside at all. I'd be selling Ronnie Hillman if I could. I mean, yeah, I would too. I, I actually own Ronnie Hillman in a league and I would sell him. Yeah. I just, I, I'm just not a believer in him long-term. He's just one of those running backs I see as like a sporadic kind of guy. Yeah. They help you out. And, a big game from you know I, I if I'm an owner I'm hoping like this week he does another has another good game and I can get something like valuable you know or even decent in return for him like a package. I mean I wouldn't want to own either one of those guys I don't think without the other one because they're that like they're kind of just like sporadic here. Either one of them could take the reins and and you know continue on through the whole season and just I guess run away with it. Ooh. Mm. So um I don't know. It's a, it's a tough call to make, but Ronnie Hillman looks like he's inching his way forward here in this race. Yeah, he find he he seems like a nice bun to put on top of a poop sandwich to kind of make it for an offer. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Ronnie Hillman, like ooh, Ronnie Hillman. Yeah, he's he's overtaken C.J. Anderson. He's a starter in Denver. Right? Come on, or man. maybe you could sell him to the C.J. Anderson uh, owner who's maybe disappointed and, and wanted that Denver offense really bad for whatever reason. And now Travis Benjamin on the other side of the ball. Uh, nine catches, 117 yards. Another solid week out of Travis Benjamin. Um, I know you're not fully a believer, but I think I'm pretty sold on Travis Benjamin being, you know, an everyday starter. Well, obviously he's an everyday starter. I mean, right now he is currently wide receiver number five overall. He's tied at five overall with Odell Beckham and Julian Edelman. And those are elite names in fantasy football to have. I mean, he just every week shows up. He's a really fast Runs really good routes right now, and he gets open. He's just catching balls and putting up numbers. I mean, I agree that he's he's doing really well. I don't know for whatever reason, and I think it's just because we watch so many of the games, and I've 
I just see how tiny he is. I'm just waiting for the other shoe to drop. Like, I just feel like he's going to get broken one of these days. There's tons of, I mean, I mean, you, you look at some of the guys at the top of the list, guys like Antonio Brown, Emmanuel Sanders, Steve Smith, and there's small guys that do succeed in I, the NFL. Yeah, no, I, I understand, but I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know what it is, I guess. And, I, and what I, what I really see, you know, I think, you know, Gary Barnage doing well there in Cleveland as well. I think Travis Benjamin right now with him doing so well now is when they, if they can get another really good receiver opposite of him, a la maybe Josh Gordon when he comes back next year, or maybe in the draft, somebody like Laquan Treadwell, I think that's going to help even him even be better than he is. I think, I think for now in dynasty and foreseeable future, I see him as at the worst, at the worst right now, he's obviously a wide receiver one, which is crazy, but at worst case being like a high end wide receiver three. And that's where I would, I'd ideally want him if I had him on my team. I wouldn't want him in one of my my top. Sean Brown, Allah. You love the. I mean, you love the production you're getting from him right now. But I just, I just don't know if it's going to be consistent. I mean, the quarterback situation is a friggin' mess there. I know that uh, it's kind of looked better now. But I mean, it, this is obviously. But he did really good with Johnny Brown. Uh, uh, Johnny Manziel too. But neither one of those guys, I don't think, are going to be the long term solution. So I mean, who Which knows? Is better. Yeah, who knows though? Is it? But I mean, again, I, I mean, don't know. Do you like John Brown? Yeah, I like John Brown. Same exact thing. Super fast, small receiver that runs good routes with good hands. I mean, they're pretty much Travis Benjamin and John Brown are pretty much the same guy. I guess, man. I don't know. Right? I mean, are they not pretty much the same guy? Except for one has wide receiver. What is number one is the fifth overall fantasy wide receiver? Yeah, I, I mean, I guess they are. I don't. I. I I don't know, man. The guy just looks so frail to me. He is. He, I mean, <laughs> you see him running around with those, those, those big football players. He just looks like a little kid with a big helmet on. I don't know. Well, right now he's producing week in, week out. He's an everyday starter. And dynasty value, I'd give him a first-round pick for Travis Benjamin. I wouldn't, put, I wouldn't go anywhere close to that, man. Well, if it was a late first-round pick, I would. Somebody could start every week. Worst case, he's a wide receiver. Right now, with that upside... You get at least, I mean, maybe he turns into wide receiver two every week. I'm I, happy with that. I wish I owned him so I could sell him to you for a first-round pick. Yeah, see, I say that now. If I wonder if I really would do it. No, I you, you wouldn't, wouldn't, man. You wouldn't. I easily throw those first-round picks out there. And like, uh, no. Even when we're talking about, like, Thomas Rawls, like, I go up late first. And after the show was over, I was like, would I really go up first for Thomas Rawls? I'm like, probably not. Probably not, man. But, oh, well. I'm still pondering. I can, I can see like, it, man. Would I? I? I nothing, don't know. nothing like the crickets on the mic over there. Yeah, uh, while we so. both stare at each other, <laughs> pondering. People we were checking their like phone or something. <laughs> yeah. Is the podcast still going? Yeah, yeah we're yeah. still here. Yeah, deep thoughts here. with Rich and Matt. All right, let's move on to some other deep thoughts here. Let's go, Ebony and Ivory. Chris Ivory, that mm. is. Yeah, hit it, Matt. Um, I don't Ebony, have Chris Ivory. Ivory. Had another good game. I mean, this guy's doing really, he's playing like a bowling ball out there. Solid game. Uh, great. Yeah, great. I mean, just like aggressive running. They, the kind of running back that you love to like kind of watch, just run into people and knock them over and bowl his way through people. I started in my DraftKings this week. I had a really good feeling about him versus Washington coming back being healthy again. Just the, the only problem with Chris Ivory is he's always gets hurt. He does always get nicked up, man. And it, it, it's probably the way he runs. You know, he runs very, he has a violent running style. Yeah, which is great for when he plays. Right. Um, I think he falls in the category for me 
as like a long-term play? Because right now he's wide receiver, I think, 10, or running back number 10. Somewhere on there, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. So he's running back 10 overall, tied with Doug Martin. Ugh, Doug Martin. Uh, <laughs> so for me, Chris Ivory falls into the category of sell high. I would sell high. I, I own him. And if anyone out there is listening that's in one of my leagues that I own him in, make me an offer. Yeah, because he pl- he's, he's a good running back when he plays. He's really good. But the long-term dynasty play here, like if you have redraft, you're ecstatic to have them. But long-term dynasty play, I don't see the value there. I'm selling for something really, you know, somebody that needs a running back that can get his kind of production. You should be able to get a really good return. You should be able to get a first-round pick for Chris Ivory. That's what I'm saying. I, th- I think he's, I mean, he's young. He's not very old. He's, what, 26, 27? No idea. Um, he's 27 years old. Okay. Um, so in the prime of his He's career. in the prime right now. So one of these guys that needs a running back. I don't um, want more than a first. Say Jamar, Jamal Charles own or somebody like that <laughs> just went down, needs needs to fill in. Chris Ivory would make a really good back for the rest of the season. And, I mean, the next two or three seasons, he's, yeah. a, he's a good guy to have on your roster. He's always been that guy, like, when healthy, you've been able to play for the last couple of years as well. Absolutely. Um. So value-wise, like what can you get in return in Dynasty League for Chris Ivory if you are selling? Like you're selling right now. Like, would you be happy with the straight up first? Because I would as long as I felt like it was a high first, but I feel like some of the high first isn't giving me a high first. Well, here's the deal with, with that particular thing. Because the the league that I own him in, he was a waiver wire pickup. I can't believe the guy wow. he dropped him in the offseason and I and I picked him up. So I got the guy for free. I would take a first round pick because he was a freebie and uh-huh. he, and he's on he's deep on my bench like i mean i have Devonte freeman i have demarco murray i have um this is a nerds league no this is our dynasty league yeah yeah the one that we we're always talking about oh yeah yeah dynasty so i have Devonte freeman uh, demarco murray mark ingram mark ingram oh so he's buried yeah like he's never he's never gonna play you should be shopping him like advocately I've been trying. I, he's on my trade bait, and then like I've, I've, I've tried to throw him out in trades. People don't want him for some reason. That like I so. might trade. I'm. We'll talk. All right. I'm interested. All right. Now, now I'll say what, <laughs> what I want to get for now. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, Rich. <laughs> what else would you, What else would you get? I kind of feel he's worth like a second round pick. <laughs> you know, no, you're not pulling the wool over. Maybe my eyes. he's worth like a Victor Cruz. Nah, get out of here. You know, two guys kind of questionable, beat up all the time. Oh, I've, oh, I've got Dion. I've got Dion Lewis in that league too. So I've got like a, a ton of running back. Look at you, Scrooge McDuck over there. Yeah, and Frank Gore. I mean, I'm just like hoarding him in that league. You running back whore. I know. Yeah, you should be selling like no tomorrow. You don't want to end up like Juan with like all these good running backs, and next year they're all useless. I've, dude, I've been trying. What do you want from me? We'll work something out for Chris Ivory. I can use him because right now Melvin Gordon ain't doing me no favors. No, he's not. No, so I do want Chris Ivory off you. We'll, we'll work something out for sure. Um, everybody tweet at Matt that he's worth uh, Victor Cruz, please. Uh. <laughs> Come on, Matt. Don't be a dope. <laughs> don't be a dope, man. He's Victor Cruz is going to make a huge comeback. I don't know. A thousand people are telling me this is worth <laughs> I guess I got to say okay. All so, right. yeah, so Chris Ivory, sell high to somebody like me who would pay. All right, well. So, and I guess, yeah, I guess a first-round pick is kind of worth Chris Ivory right now if you want to win. Yep, it is. So, what, uh, Rich only really brought that up because he wanted to buy Chris Ivory off me and convinced me that it was he was a sell high. All right. And uh, now I don't want to give him a first-round <laughs> pick for him, but we'll see. Um, also, let's, so let's move on. Let's All move right. away from Chris Ivory. Again, Brandon Marshall had another... Uh, Good game. We have a good we have a good article on the site. I think it's by at Sports Debate Tom. Uh, the revival of Brandon Marshall. Brandon Marshall. So check that out. Yeah, he never really went anywhere. I don't know. You know, when I read the article, I did kind of say like he never really did go anywhere. Yeah. 
But Every, I guess everyone was like writing him off. But I, everyone but me, I guess. Yeah, he's always been good. Yeah. From Denver to Miami to Chicago to New York. So, I just happened to be on the the Dynasty New York League, and I see that you have John Brown on your team, huh? I do have John Brown. All right. Um, he had a heck of a game last week. John Brown had a really good game what, last what, week. What were his stats? He I had know ten you, catches. I, I know you had him pulled up, right? Yeah, he had ten catches for 196 yards. Whoo, man! Big John Brown fan I am. Oh uh, yeah. So. Yeah, I'm not giving you John Brown for nah. that. Just so that you know. Oh, I don't, God, to me, I don't sad. think that's fair. A really good receiver. Uh, you know, Michael Floyd had a resurgence game. And I saw Michael Floyd in like my one of my redrafts on a waiver wire. I went there, swooped him up, started him. I mean, he's he's worth rostering. Uh, he's. I think I mean, he's he, a really good buy low because he's in pre- He might be pretty good on somebody else's team next year when he after he's a free agent. He's not resigning in Arizona. No, I I don't think so either. So I I think Michael Floyd might be. Now, obviously, after this week, after he does something. But I think Michael Floyd might be a, I think I mentioned this, though, at the beginning of the year. Like, Michael Floyd was good by low. Because even though John Brown there, because he was hurt at the time playing Wolverine. And yes. uh, Larry Fitzgerald there, that he might fall into the third. But I, I think I did say something about him. Hey, he still might be a good by low because he might do something really well next year. Yeah, I mean, I could definitely see him going somewhere else and, and cashing in a little bit. Kind of re reestablishing himself, I guess. Yeah, so... But he's an... I don't know. He's one of those, like, weird players to me, too. Have you ever heard him talk? Like, he just sounds like he's got total crap for brains, man. Yeah. He seems like an idiot, but... I like totals. That's basically what he sounds like. (laughs) I'm serious. When when on draft day, he was, like, trying to talk, like, they were interviewing. I'm like, I can't believe Notre Dame accepted this guy into into their school. Obviously, it wasn't academics. What's your favorite color? Apples. Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> All right, moving on, <laughs> Leprechaun. But yeah, John Brown, another really good game. Ten catches, 196 yards. Mm, yeah, pretty beastie. He's yeah. a big time player. Uh, still young, still working that offense there. Carson Palmer is where it's going to live and die. He's having a really good game. You know, year this year, he had 421 yards. They need to find a quarterback for long term solution there in Arizona. Uh, Larry Fitz ain't getting any better. Bruce Arians ain't going anywhere anytime soon. So John Brown, to me, is locked in in that offense for a long time. Big fame. And, but, I mean, and this is the offense that, like, basically made T.Y. Hilton in, in Indy. And wasn't Antonio Brown in that, too, in, in his younger years uh-huh. as well? So, I yep. mean, the, the, that's the kind of thing I see in John Brown's future right there. And, you know, and we don't really say a whole lot about John Brown because if you've been listening to his podcast since last year. Right. You know that we love him. Yeah. We've right. been preaching his name since... You know, his combine. Right. And nobody was even talking about it. Nobody even knew who he was out of Pitt State. Right on, Like, man. is that in Pennsylvania? I'm like, nope. <laughs> uh, so moving on, let's talk about another young guy, a nice rookie that had another good game that they're talking about giving more playing time to in Minnesota, Stephon Diggs. Right. Seven catches, 129 yards. On nine targets, too. Like, I mean, he led, he, him and Mike Wallace both had uh, shared the lead with nine targets in that game. Yeah, and they're talking about he's probably going to start over Charles Johnson, mm-hmm. which is really good. Um, Stephon Diggs, if you remember back in our rookie talk, you know, out of Maryland, six foot, 195 pounds, ran a four, four, six at the, at, at the combine was a five-star recruit, recruit coming out. Some of that hurricane Mike liked, uh, Dynasty Center and Mike liked a lot before the season started. Like when he did, when Mike did his, uh, you know, first round picks, top 12 first round picks for your dynasty rookie draft mm-hmm. a year before the draft, Stephon Diggs was on that list. Right, right. And, you know, basically he's a playmaker with the ball in his hands. Does an excellent job getting open out of, out of his breaks. 
uh, to get immediate separation. He can make the hard catch, too, because he has really good body control. Um, his freshman year, he had 1,896 all-purpose yards. Then he broke his leg after a sophomore after six games. They missed another three games his junior year, but still finished with 792 yards and five touchdowns. And, you know, a lot of the Dravniks thought he would go back after his junior year, but he said, hey, you know, forget that. I'm going to NFL draft. So, again, you know, you hear Mike always talk about in the podcast before, he likes players with pedigree. And that's where Stephon Diggs falls in line. He's a player with pedigree. And it does, he, and we said, too, like, if you're going to gamble, we talked about, like, late-round receivers. Like, he was in the category of, like, Tony Lippett, Chris Conley, like, those guys. Right. Like, we talked about Stephon Diggs being one of the guys that, you know, you might want to take the gamble on in draft because of the pedigree there. And he's the guy, you guys, kind of guy you want to risk on. And here we are, year one, already talking about possibly starting. Look good. Again, one game. Right, right. But, but I mean, no, it was actually really two games in a row now. He's done well. Okay, yeah. So, I mean. Sorry. No, I mean, it's, I mean, one, one game is like, okay, that can be a fluke. Two yeah. games in a row, and now they're starting, they're saying maybe he'll, he'll keep the starting job even when Charles Johnson comes back. I think, I think you have to listen to that kind of stuff. And, you know, that, that's the kind of stuff that my ears kind of perk up and I listen to, you know, a little bit closer. And I even would go as far as to like throw out an offer or something like that. Um, in yeah. Case, you know, in case the owner was like, oh, I kind of think this is one of those fluky things where I'd easily get, Easily give up a second round pick at this point. Oh point. yeah, absolutely. Like yeah. with that, with like a, without no hesitation, I'd make that offer. And you know, check, obviously, we don't know how your dynasty league runs, how deep your rosters are. Right. Maybe Stephon Diggs is on your waiver wire. Could be, absolutely. You know what I mean? If you don't have taxi squads, which you should do, go back and listen to the taxi squad episode. We'll do another one in the off season. Right. But if for some reason, like I don't know how your league runs, Stephon Diggs is on that waiver wire, run there immediately, pick him up. Yeah, absolutely. You know, is he an every week start right now? Nope. Definitely worth a flyer, though, man. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, over. I mean, you're talking about. I mean, I'd rather have Stephon Diggs in my roster over Percy Harvin. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. That's like one of the. You know, that's kind of like a good example to say. Ooh, I got Percy. Who who can I cut? Well, I've got Percy Harvin. See ya. I'll I mean, cut, there's probably someone better on your roster. <laughs> I'll cut Andy Lacy. Yeah. See ya. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> no, no. Don't advocate that. You're, I know. That's, you have to hear about I'm that. I'm being Twitter. very facetious when I say that. Yeah. There. Um. So, yeah, Stephon Diggs looking good so far. Yeah, he is. Uh, moving on. Marvin Jones. Uh, Marvin Jones, my friend. Had a big game. He did, man. Nine, yeah. eight, nine catches, 95 yards, and a touchdown. That's pretty big. He does that from here to there. Yeah, I mean, I think that's um, kind of, it's not su- sustainable type of success for him. I mean, he can do that every once in a while when everyone else is getting all the attention. But I think there's better options in their passing yeah, game than man. Marvin Jones. Listen to this package. Marvin Jones. Oh. Ronnie Hillman. Uh-huh. You see that poop sandwich getting bigger? I own Ronnie Hillman in that league, too. So uh, see screw, <laughs> screw your poop sandwich. <laughs> building it on up. No. Building them on up. I mean, yeah, he's one of those guys that, again, he falls in that category of when he does do well, he does really well. Right. But it's just inconsistent. Not something you could trust into, you know, on an everyday week, you know, basis. It's not when you get to the playoffs, something that you want to start during your playoff run as well. So, I mean, if you have him and you can't get rid of him, it's an, he's a, like a nice bye week kind of player. So if he does kind of, you know, you, you put him in there and hope he has a good game. I know Marvin Jones loves him. I remember back in the, when they had a hard knocks, like all Marvin Jones kids and people out there, they all had Marvin, or uh, Marvin Lewis, you're Marvin Lewis, all these Marvins, yeah. you know, Marvin, the Martian had the Marvin Jones, 
jersey on. So, again, I mean, Marvin Jones to me, even though he had a really good game dynasty value-wise, he's one of those stashes that when you have a bye week you play, you have an injury you play. I think but, I think his value lies in if AJ Green gets injured. I think yeah, yes. That's like where his true almost value. like how Muhammad Sanu was startable every week when AJ Green was hurt, right? Because Jones was out. Well, with, but without that, he he's going to be very hit or miss and, mm. and hard to rely on. Perfect poop package player. Oh God, get out of here with your poop sandwiches. That's what I do. Um, moving on to uh another game here. Yeah, we'll skip over the Bears Lions game. Did anything really happen there? I mean, I mean, Matt Stafford threw for four hundred and five yards and four touchdowns. Yeah, versus Chicago, overtime. Right, but no, nothing. Did, did Amir about. Abdullah fumble again or anything? Does mm-hmm. I don't think so. Nope. <laughs> uh, Julius Thomas had a good game for the yes, Jaguars. Sir. So Julius Thomas finally coming back, having a really good game. Uh, well, I mean, I'm not gonna say he had a really good game, but he had a good game. You know, seven catches, seventy eight yards, and touchdown. It's it's a pretty good game. Twenty points. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you're going to take that every single week from your tight end spot. And remember, they're going to package him. Uh, they're not package him, but not, they're going to use him yeah. a lot and target him a lot. And I mean, Blake Bortles again. I saw somebody they said Dynasty earlier, like Blake Bortles or uh, Derek Carr long term. I was like Bortles, you know, easily. Yeah, Bortles again might fall in that category of a nice buy low player. Why? Because we always keep saying they're building this really good offense around. You know, around him, yeah. Julius Thomas. They locked him up for a while. Really good tight end when he's healthy. Allen Robinson, a beast. Allen Hearns turned out to be a really nice find. And again, if you listen to Dynasty Nerds podcast, what you're doing now, you'd be on your radar too. Right. But I mean, right now Blake Bortles is supporting two top twenty fantasy receivers. Yeah. Two. If you could, I mean, you can start Allen Hearns and Allen Robinson every week on your roster together. They're both top 20 fantasy receivers. Yeah, that's crazy. I, I, who would have thought that a couple of years ago, right? Insane. Insane. So, I mean, Blake Bortles right now, I mean, he just had a, he had a huge game a couple of weeks ago, and this week he has 331 yards, three touchdowns, mind you, three interceptions. But you got to live with those interceptions with a young quarterback. But, again, if you're looking for somebody that has Blake Bortles on their back of the roster, might be somebody you kind of want to yeah, yeah, I, I would advocate getting him. I think we definitely, like you already said, we both like the way they're going. And Julius Thomas right now is immediately a tight end one, somebody you want to start every week, right? Yes. I'm at the reapproach that trade offer. Is that still trade off on the table of uh, Danny Woodhead for uh, Tyrod Taylor? No. Damn it. Sorry. I know. I forgot I had Blake Bortles in that league. Yeah, I already made another move for a different quarterback. Who'd you get? Um, I ended up getting. Marcus Mariota. Oh, that's right. You did do that. Yeah. yeah he's so. better than Tyrod Taylor. Yes, he is. I don't know. I heard he banged up his knee pretty bad. Yeah, he's probably not going to play this week, but that's all right. Ooh, he might want to get out. You know? I also have Jameis Winston, so I'm going to go with that Ooh, guy. I'm just, I'm just waiting for Romo to get back, man. I'm in, like, third place in that league. Second. Ooh. Tyrod Taylor. Second or third. Sounding pretty sweet. That dude's not playing either. He's got, like, an MCL, too. Two? Also. Okay. Yes, also. I'm trying to breathe through my, through my somewhat stuffed up nose and my raspy voice. Mm. Um, so who are we talking about? Um, we were going to talk about DeAndre Hopkins' ridiculous day with 15 targets, 10, oh. 10 catches, 148 yards, and two touchdowns. Not about you giving me Danny Woodhead for Tyrod Taylor. No, I think that's a dead subject. Would you like those initials, TT? Uh, okay. Pervert. <laughs> 
Yeah, Nuck Nuck Hopkins. Another beast game. Yeah, man, he's he's got the force. I mean, you're talking about somebody that's heavily targeted. He's wide receiver one number right now over Julio Jones. He has 153 fantasy points compared to Julio Jones 140. Then Larry Fitzgerald with 132. Then Keenan Allen. Then Travis Benjamin. I mean, that is ridiculous. But, you know, that Travis Benjamin is on the list with those guys. I mean, Odell Beckham is 108. DeAndre Hopkins has 153. And most of this is coming from, you know, obviously he has five touchdowns, which helps the cause, but it's just targets, man. He gets a ton of targets. He has 89 targets in the league. Yep. In the, in a year. That's 89. That's I mean, Keenan Allen just had a crap load with, he's a, he has 71. Julio has 72. Uh, Demarius Thomas has 75. And I'm trying to see, I mean, those are, that's it. Those are the people in the 70s. And DeAndre Hopkins is 89. Whew, he's just that good. Well, his quarterbacks are smart. They all know that he's the best option they have. How does my sweet trade for Eddie Lacy and DeAndre Hopkins for DeAndre Hopkins net look now? Yeah, that brilliant. Really <laughs> offsets my Le'Veon Bell for uh, Monty Ball trade. Uh, yes. See, when you go for broke, you win some, you lose some. Yes, you do. I missed out on Le'Veon. I got knock. But. I mean, really, what you what happened was you now you don't have any running backs. You got one wide receiver. That's true. I got Chris Ivory, by the way, <laughs> and Shady McCoy. Oh, all right, and somebody else. I thought you don't like Shady McCoy. I like Shady. I've always liked Shady McCoy. I'm just kidding. You're um, you're always talking him down in the past couple of weeks. Dynasty value. Uh huh. Give me the receivers you you would take ahead of DeAndre Hopkins right now. Remember, DeAndre Hopkins is super young. He's only like 22, 23 years old. I would still want Dez ahead of him, and I yep. would still want Julio ahead of him. I'd still want A.J. Green ahead of him. I'd still want A.J. Antonio Brown. Dumb, don't be a dick. <laughs> Why am I going to be a dick? Just because I don't see a long-term future for him? <laughs> You're insane, man. <laughs> um, so, okay. I hate him. <laughs> now, here, here's so one. Good. I would take DeAndre Hopkins right now over Demarius Thomas. Okay. He's got a case of the drops. Peyton Manning might be going bye-bye. I, no, he is going bye-bye. I totally agree with that. He's, I mean, he's younger, better, shinier, newer. Like, you know, like. All the pretty things yeah, you want. Yeah, yeah. What about Odell Beckham? That one for me is very close. Oh, it's close because they both have really good hands. Yeah. Top three hands in NFL for me, Odell Beckham, Larry Fitzgerald, and DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. So it's really, it's really close for me. I would, I think I'd probably just shy towards Odell Beckham a little bit because I think he's got bigger, big plays in him when he's got <laughs> the ball in his hands type of guy. I think he's just a little bit more electric. But I mean, long term play. I mean, you're splitting hairs. We're there. splitting hairs. That's what I was just gonna say. I mean, even and even honestly, with like AJ Green, because of age alone, you're splitting hairs. Right. That, yeah. I mean, he's. That's I, that's. I mean, with both those guys, you're not going to worry about age until another seven years from now. You know, when there's going to be actual difference in their production. I can honestly say, besides Julio, I think you'd be splitting hairs with. De- I think that's the category he's kind of entered. DeAndre Hopkins is you're you're literally splitting hairs between everybody. Yeah, I mean, yes. Like I would, I was. Like I, I, said, think, I would take I AJ think, and Dez. I, mean, I think all the guys I named, I would take above DeAndre uh, Hopkins, but not like. I'm not going to kick him out of bed, you know? <laughs> like, you know? Yeah, they still look good. Yeah, he still looks good. I'm not going to be like, get out of here, you little scrub. You know, like, yeah. What would you say to her? Scrub. I don't want none of you. Oh, I don't want no scrubs. Mm-mm. I can't wish I remember the words of the song. A scrub is a wide receiver that can't get no love from me. 
no, no. <laughs> uh, so the the moral of the story would be like, you know, keep them in bed, surprise them with breakfast. Uh huh. Right. You know, keep them around. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. He wants to leave. Tie them up. Don't come up with. No, I mean, but the point is, like, if you want DeAndre Hopkins, don't be afraid to pay. I mean, again, you build your dynasty team around young, good receivers, right? Sure. Yeah. So for me, there's no player out there, you know, a la Ali Julio. So essentially for me, besides maybe Le'Veon Bell and maybe Todd Gurley, there's no running back that I wouldn't trade right now for DeAndre Hopkins. with like Even a package of somebody, you know what I mean? He's somebody that you want, like, if you have Demarius Thomas, I would like, hey, I'll give you Demarius Thomas for DeAndre Hopkins. Like, ah, no, I'll stay with DeAndre Hopkins. Well, I'll give you Demar- Demarius Thomas and Chris Ivory. Right. Okay, yeah, now, I'll do now that. You're, now you're starting to, to get in there a little bit, right? I, I don't see, and again, DeAndre Hopkins is doing this with Brian Hoyer, Ryan Mallett. What are they going to do when they get a really good quarterback in there? Yeah, he's going to be amazing. So what we're trying to say is we love him. Yes, we do. Um, again, he's just a target machine. They have nobody else on the team. They'll probably get another receiver in the offseason, maybe like a Michael Floyd. Somebody. They'll get somebody. I there. agree with that. They'll get somebody else in there. But, again, he's just one of those guys that's so good that he will – I mean, he's going to be a wide receiver. He's, he's, he's going to be like Forrest Gump would say. He's going to be a household name. Well, they got Jalen Strong, too. I forgot about him. Yeah, he's pretty good. I mean, who knows? You never know. Yeah. He's, he's a young guy that we both liked, and he's big. He's in that one game, he caught two weird ass, uh, weird uh, touchdowns. touchdowns. Yeah. Hail so, Mary. Yeah. So, again, DeAndre Hopkins, tweet at me if you like, but what you would give up for him. But I'm, I'm, I'm attacking him heavily. And I said in the offseason that he was something I was attacking heavily. Hence, I, the, I gave up Eddie Lacy for him. Now, the trade ended up being I gave up Eddie Lacy and Kevin White for DeAndre Hopkins. Nelson Aguilar and Duke Johnson. Okay. That's hard to follow on here. Yeah, but. Chicken dinner for me, right? What did you give up? I'm sorry. I gave up my first. Yeah, I yeah. gave up an Eddie Lacy, which is the fourth. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And I got DeAndre Hopkins, the seventh and the twelfth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's who I took. Right, from. right. Um, I actually had a, a Twitter question. I think it was today, but it referenced a question I think that I answered about two weeks ago. And the guy asked me if I would take. Des Bryant and a first in return for DeAndre Hopkins in a second. And I said, yeah, I mean, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Des in the first. That's what I said. Like, I'm, and like, he, he even asked me, like he came back and said, you answered this question a couple of weeks ago. Would you still take that trade? I I'm got like, that question too, but I don't even remember getting the question. I'm like, I was confused. I'm like, give uh, me Des in the first. And I love DeAndre Hopkins. Right. Yeah. I was like, sign me up for Des in the first. Yeah. The, the first puts it way over the hill. Yeah. Way over the hill. I mean, again, it, if you offer Des again, I think if you offer Des Bryant up, you're literally like, who do you? Per- it's fair. It's like fair. So like, who do you like personally? Right. Same with AJ Green. Like, if you like AJ Green more, then yeah, it's worth it. I like DeAndre Hopkins because he's gonna be targeted more. So same thing with Des. He's gonna be targeted more because he's the best receiver there, and there's not really a lot of other options. Makes Des extremely valuable, right. and he's extremely good. Yeah, yeah. But to him, same thing with Des. Like, I mean, DeAndre Hopkins, same thing. He's gonna be heavily targeted. AJ Green still really good, but there's you know Marvin Williams, uh, March, Mar- Marvin Williams. Why can't you say the Marvin's last names? I refuse. <laughs> All these Marvins out there. Who know you? I don't even know a Marvin. <laughs> they're, they're everywhere in Cincinnati. Uh, 
But you know, there's you know, there's Tyler Eifert and there's two good running backs. Right. So it's again, AJ Green's really good, but targets are really a good number to have. There's Marvin Hill on that team and Marvin Bernard. <laughs> <laughs> they're just everywhere, man. Yeah, they're really good. <laughs> they're really good. There's some Marvin's on defense. Marvin <laughs> Pac-Man Jones. <laughs> they're, they're, he's a good player. Right. There's some, you, can kick, you can turn kicks. Let's move on. Yes. To a completely on. different player. Right. Um, a guy who I, now, I expected this guy to do well this week with the coaching change. He's always done well when he's been utilized correctly. And for some reason, Philbin just could not figure out how to use him. Lamar Miller. Mm-hmm. 19 carries, 113 yards, and a touchdown. And, again, he looked, he looked good doing it. And for some reason, nobody ever wanted to give, in Miami, nobody ever wanted to give him carries. For, I have no idea why. It's because he's a scrub. Listen. <laughs> you and I just disagree about Lamar You only Miller. get too many, so many TLC references an episode. I know. You've surpassed that. I know. So, I know you don't, you're not a Lamar Miller believe, uh, believer. We had the same argument, I think, 12 months ago right. on this podcast. Yep. I am. I think if he's utilized correctly and in the right schemes, uh, and you get him outside in space too, I think he's a really good player to have. He had two catches, five yards, nothing you know ridiculous, three targets. But if you give him the carries, he's always shown he could produce. And right now, I mean, Jonas Gray had a seven carries over his nineteen. I think, I think he's a good player to have. I mean, I say just don't go chasing waterfalls. Lamar Miller. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> that's just my personal opinion on that guy. Okay. All right. I mean, it's it's to me. See, Matt would be selling. I'd be buying. Yeah, I'd, that would be a perfect match. Except I don't own him because he's a scrub. <coughs> As I'm coughing the mic for the fifteenth time. Yeah, I mean, you sound like you're getting a little rough. Let's I am getting speed, a little rough. Let's speed this along. But a big thing there is like, I think Lamar Miller and Dynasty could be, and even in fantasy altogether, can be a really start. You know, quality high end running back too, if utilized correctly. And right now, I think he can't. He's going to be utilized correctly. So you're thinking this this new coaching regime is going to use him slightly different, and mm-hmm. and he'll be useful. You are correct, sir. All right. Well, and Rashard Matthews had six catches for 85 yards. Yeah, man. Second, secondly targeted, second targeted on the team with uh, right behind Jordan Cameron, who only caught three balls, but he caught six of his six targets. Right. For 85 yards. He's a solid. He's a solid receiver. I was all on that. If you you were, you were on that, I I was not. Kudos. Yeah. Yeah. No one else was on moving on here? Next guy? Who? Eddie Lacy. You were on him or off of him? No, remember in the beginning of the year when we were doing like before the season started, we were talking about sell high players? Oh, right on. And yeah, I said yeah. sell Eddie Lacy. I do remember that. Now, uh, granted, Eddie Lacy's not a scrub. He's banged up. He's got a sore ankle and everything. But I still, think, man. Yeah, they're managing him for sure. And I mean, you can obviously tell he's not a he got four carries and three yards. That's and a fumble. It's yeah. minus points. That's not Eddie Lacy, though. I mean, you know, I mean, not not what he can be. You know, I started James Starks this week. Did you really? Mm-hmm. Wow, shot, shot in the dark. Okay. I need him. Yeah. And his figure, I was like, he's going to get some carries. Eddie, hey, Lacy, Eddie Lacy's not really doing that well. And then uh, carried me to a victory. Yeah, big time, man. Shout yeah. out James Starks from Buffalo. There Always been a big fan. There I traded up in the second round in his rookie year to get him. I do remember that. From that aspect, he's been a huge disappointment. <laughs> yes, he has. But this week. But he's always been somewhere there. I, I have. He's one of those players, like, you know, throughout the years, I've always, like, he's always had a couple games here and there where he's been able to play, like, spot starts. Yep. Where he's he's kind of helped me. Kind of one of those guys I've always stashed in the bottom of my roster to give me kind of some help here and there. So not a complete bust for a second-round pick, but not what I ideally thought he would be. Not completely useless, but um, 
not what you coaching staff said they're gonna go with the hot hand at running back, but they also admitted that Eddie Lacy is gonna be banged up. Uh, again, James Starks maybe he's on your waiver wire. Could be. I mean, scoop him. Yeah, he's worth. He's especially get through, get you through these bye weeks, perhaps. Uh, <laughs> well, he's on bye this week. Oh yeah, you're right. Speaking of which, other teams that are on a bye this week are Chicago, Cincinnati, Denver, and obviously Green Bay. And yeah. these bye weeks are brought to you this week by DynastyNerds.com, your go-to source for dynasty information, rankings, podcast, and good-looking taco shows. And it's also brought to you by Do they have billions bam, of dollars? Bam, bam, Send some cash bam, this way. Bam, 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 bam. Oh, I'm so pumped for that movie. Oh, that trailer. I loved it. I, know, I love how they're coming on Christmas, so I can't go see it right away. You jerks. You know, all the stuff going on Christmas, like kids. Yeah, there's a lot of kids stuff going on that day. Unfortunately. But we're going to Disney World this year for the first time ever. Never been there. There's going to be a ton of Star Wars stuff there. Now that they own Disney, yeah. Disney owns Star Wars, I'm like, I was thinking about it. The kids today were talking about, what would you want to see at Disney? They don't know we're going yet. Yeah. They're only five and two, you right. know? All right. And I told my wife, I was like, maybe we shouldn't even, like, tell them we're going. Maybe we should just do that thing where they wake up and, like, guess what? <laughs> we're going to Disney. What? They're like, okay. <laughs> They're, uh, they have like real lightsabers there, right? No, I hope so. <laughs> that would be yeah. awesome. <laughs> Show some turds who's boss. <laughs> <laughs> who's next in this battle? Me, pick me. <laughs> I only need one arm. Yeah, I'm pretty, but I thought about it. There's probably gonna be some Star Wars stuff there, right? Oh, yeah, dude. It's gonna be loaded. Are you kidding me? Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. This movie better be great. It's gonna make a billion dollars in the first two days. Oh, my gosh. It's gonna be the highest grossing movie of all time, right? For sure. Yeah. Without a doubt. If you don't like Star Wars. Yeah. What? What? I mean, okay, if you don't like the first three movies, say you're younger and you, you know, all you saw were the first three movies, don't judge it on the first three. No. Go back to the original. Episode four through six. Yeah. Revenge of the Sith is good. Yeah. The third one's good. I actually enjoyed all three. I didn't like the first two a lot, but I enjoyed them because of the kinda, story. Yeah, as I see, you kind of have to like, it's not, they weren't great movies, but you, it's necessary to learn the story, I guess. Yeah. And I'll have one every year. Oh, my God. I'll see every one in the theater. It's going to be amazing. I'll own every one on iTunes. Oh, man, for sure. Like, I'll be, I don't pre-order movies. I'll be pre-ordering that on iTunes. Nice. Yeah. Well, let's go back to somebody who needs the force. Okay. Eddie Lacy. Eddie Lacy could use a little bit of the force, maybe heal up his ankle a little bit. and. Uh, I mean, he was running back two overall, probably, in Dynasty rankings coming into the year. He's for, he's dropped for those people that push rookies way up after one year. Oh, look at you! <laughs> I'm just kidding, man. He's been uh, in, he's been in the league a few years. He he was up in my ranks too. But I would say now I'm gonna kind of flip ends here. I'd say he's a buy low candidate. Oh, I mean, I, I I would buy Eddie Lacy. I don't think I think he's banged up right now, and that's why he's not producing at all. And they're not gonna, you know, they're obviously not gonna try to run him into the ground when he's already banged up. And it just, it just get, I go back to the same thing I said before when I was selling you sell high. You know, when it comes to these running backs and the hashtag, you know, the whole reason we have the hashtag two to three year window uh, trademark, we need to trademark that mofo. Such a good saying that you created last mm-hmm. year. Uh, hashtag two to three year window, like the way, you know, the offense he was in, he was touchdown dependent. These running backs, man, they come and they go just as quickly. I mean, they really do. And if somebody gets that high, if they get that high of value. And they, they're not like Le'Veon Bell, who's like, who catches, you know, Le'Veon, Devontae Freeman, for example, if you're in a PPR league, he catches balls and runs the ball well. Right. Eddie Lacy's just like, almost like a LeGarrette Blunt, and just runs the, now better than LeGarrette Blunt. Right. But yes, he's he's a volume, touchdown dependent type of guy. Yeah. If he's not getting a volume and he's not scoring you touchdowns, he's going to be very useless. He's going mean, to be hard to start. 
<coughs> Meanwhile, you have guys out there. You're out there. You can get DeAndre Hopkins instead. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's I mean, that's why you with these dynasty teams, you want to flip some guys like this. You want to build up around these young, solid receivers, and then you can start guys like Theo Riddick, Deion Lewis, Chris Ivory, Doug Martin, Woodhead, those kind of guys. Yeah, Woodhead, yeah. who are top fifteen running backs right now, and then you can you can flip somebody like Lacey, like I did for DeAndre Hopkins, or maybe the time Demarius Thomas even. Right. Or Odell Beckham before Odell Beckham got real huge. Like, hey, I'll give you like first couple of games. I'll give you Eddie Lacy for Odell. Okay, people fall in love with those stud running backs. And, oh yeah, and they're got, hard to find. That's why they are. And again, we we it's easy to go through these guys. They're like, oh, fl-, you know, all out of out nowhere. But those guys are obtainable. But you can't get DeAndre Hopkins for those guys even now. Right. So, and that's why I, this is exactly why I said earlier why I would trade Eddie Lacy for somebody really a good receiver because then even if Eddie Lacy does pan out, he still doesn't have those wide receiver one numbers anyways. So it just goes back to, again, me being right. Okay. <laughs> God, it happens a lot. <laughs> you're, you're hurting your hand again, patting yourself on the back. Easy, yeah, easy. Because I work out. <laughs> uh, Keen Allen had another great game. Yeah, what did he have, like 100 targets for, like, 25 catches? <laughs> In right? three like, quarters. Yeah, yeah, like, what? Unbelievable. I mean, again, some of it's, it's uh, he's just really good, man. Yeah, so, like, no, really, legitimately, 15 targets, 14 reception, 157 yards. He got hurt in the third quarter. Right, and did not play the whole game. Like, not even close to the whole game. Yeah, I was like, dude, this guy's going to break. This guy's going to have, like, 25 catches. Believe me, I was playing... Um, Dynasty near Mike, and he had Keenan Allen in the starting lineup. But I'm like checking in on that, like checking in on that stuff, like just crapping myself. Plus one point, uh-huh. plus one catch, plus one. <laughs> what, I mean, what the hell is going on here? Phil Rivers with 503 yards yeah, passing. Ridiculous. Wow. Right. How long it takes to count to 503? Yeah, a long time. But thankfully for me, Keenan Allen got injured and didn't get to finish that game, and I ended up beating Mike by about 13, 14 points. That's what. Nothing's worse than losing a game like that when you have somebody coming through with you for like twenty nine points. Yeah, Mike. Uh, Mike had the highest highest score in the league going into Monday night, and then I had Odell Beckham and uh, Demarco Murray going. So I came by Whoopsie. and s- swept in there and beat him. Yeah, it's all how oh, I hate when it happens. Yeah, how I mean, it doesn't it feel like in fantasy it happens way too much? Where like you have, to, I'm in a league, right? Right. Uh, and same thing. I'm playing uh, the finest league. And I, the one and two teams are really good. Yeah. They're both six and zero, and I played them back to back weeks. They both had the highest scoring game of the week for this week and last week. I had the second highest scoring. Game of course, of the week. yep. Love how that pans out, right? Yes, sir. F me, yep. So Keen Allen again, another beastie game, another beastie game by Steve Smith. Yeah, no kidding, man. Like the fountain of youth here. And he said, "Now I know there's a, like a I don't, I don't know how like." Reliable this is, but somebody I saw a report out there like he might. I was on Roto World that like he might not retire after the year. Somebody asked him about it. He was like a little wishy washy. Yeah, it. he was apparently evasive to the con- or to the question, um, you know, as to whether or not he was still firm in uh, his retirement plans for next year. Yeah. So who knows? I mean, whatever. There's a lot of speculation. Bagger runs out, huh? Bagger runs out. Yeah, it does. I mean, that's a four to six. He's hours saying that right now. Yeah, he's saying that right now. Let's see if. At the end of the season, if Baltimore continues this really crappy run that they're on, I think if, he's a Hall of Famer. Uh, no, though, no, but close, but no. I have to look at his total numbers. He's pretty yeah. damn good. He is. He is. But I'm. I don't. When I that one doesn't 
to me, when I say the name Steve Smith, it doesn't automatically say, yes, you're in the Hall uh, of Fame. So that's why I hesitate and say no. I mean, it's another reason to come back next year to kind of like solidify that. He would, I mean, I don't know. Not for you. Not for me. No. He's always felt in that category. He's one of those players like, you know, there's always a player that even though they're really good, you just don't like, you never drafted. Never owned Steve Smith his entire fantasy career. I owned him one year, and it was in a redraft league. Did you win? Like third place or something like that. F Steve Smith. Yeah, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't win it. Um, and Demarco Murray, like you mentioned too, he had a really good game. Yeah, they. Um, I actually only caught the first half of that game. I I never. I didn't. I didn't stay awake for the second half. Um, but apparently they. I I read that they started running a lot more up the middle instead of doing all the stretch plays that obviously don't work with Finally. Demarco. And then he started ripping off ten yards <laughs> at a time, like just big chunks and. I read about the, uh, I, I wanted to actually look that up on Twitter, the uh, stiff arm where you just shoved a guy's face right into the ground and ran into the power end zone. Move. Yeah, just total DeMarco power move. Yeah, and it, it looks like they've slowed down the offense a little as well, which is kind of, I mean, I think Chip's kind of realized like, hey. Hey, three and outs and only taking about 20 seconds off the clock is not a good thing. Killing your defense, <laughs> yeah. man. Sorry, yeah. Sam Bradford's just not that good. No, he's really not. Talk about missing the bus on not taking that contract extension before the season. Yeah, I mean, for Sam, that's that sucks. But for Philadelphia, that's great because now they can, you know, they can move on if yeah. they want to. They could sh- they could sign them cheap now to a shorter contract probably because they got all the leverage. Um, they were still offering five, five million a year. Five bucks, Buster. Five bucks. Wait, you can't do that. It's not even uh, the veteran's <laughs> minimum. I know. That means get the hell out of here, Sam. <laughs> that was my way of saying, see ya. We got DeMarco Murray and Ryan Matthews we're going to rely on. We don't need anybody. We make Nick Foles look good. We get butt fumble in here to <laughs> just hand the ball off. Yeah. Sorry, Sam. You look worse than Nick Foles looked last year. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. So, But, yeah, it's good for DeMarco or Murray owners such as yourself. Yeah. Uh, if they can go back and utilize Murray correctly. Might have a really strong second half that as the second half push yeah, here. That would be amazing come playoff time if I have to decide between your twenty five running backs, him and and Mark Ingram and and Devontae Freeman and yeah, that's pretty awesome. much it. That's all you're deciding. Between. Yeah, yeah. To, to me, it's yeah. I mean, Devontae Freeman's a must start. Yeah, and then uh, sometimes when you have those really good players, you're like, all right, it's a Mark Ingram or to Mark Murray, uh-huh. but it's nice because then you can play matchup. Right. Like, ooh, they're playing the Browns. <laughs> Score. 50 fantasy points coming my way. <laughs> I can't wait to see. I mean, okay, it's my Browns. So I don't want to see, I just can't wait to see Todd Gurley this week. It's an away game, so I won't be there. So I actually watch it on the TV screen. Right. I'm excited. I can I literally focus on Todd Gurley for the first time, like the whole game. Yep. And he should do amazing. Yes, his skills, as in he can run the heck out of the ball. Good enough. Where <laughs> I think you might come back, podcast, next week and say, Finally, Rich, Todd Gurley is the number two overall dynasty running back not in my gonna, eyes. Not going to happen, man. Everybody okay. does it against the Browns, bro. Everybody. Everybody. Even they're, Ronnie Hillman. They're the whore of the NFL. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's getting some. Everybody's getting some yeah. off us, man. Make sure you bring those condoms, Todd Gurley, because you're about <laughs> to get it really good. All game long. Yeah, man, it's like sloppy sevenths, man. Ugh, yeah. <laughs> Ugh, gross. <laughs> uh, you said the Cowboys are coming back off their bye this week, and there's a lot of rumors. Kristen Michael has been getting a lot of first-team reps. A lot of rumors, yeah, man. Uh, apparently they're just kind of fed up with uh, Joseph Randall's mediocrity mm-hmm. in that offense. and Legit. Total nut. I mean, 
I think we all know that Joseph Randall's a knucklehead. Just going back to his like stealing, stealing cologne, cologne and socks, uh, and, and like weird stuff out of the department store and crap yeah. like that. Like and getting he got busted with like drugs or something. Dude, too. I don't make the NFL veterans minimum, and I can afford socks. Right, exactly, dude. Like he just wanted to steal something. Like he's an idiot. So yeah, you really got yeah. You get a like if you're rich and you steal stuff. Like when right. you read those stories about people that are like super rich. I mean, he's not super rich, but he's wealthy. Right. And you're stealing socks. You're just doing it to do it. You're literally just doing yeah. it because you're like, yeah, I bet I can steal this. I bet you I can do this. Yeah. So, I mean, whatever. So, I, I mean, it's good news for finally, as Kristen Michael's owner, if you invested a first-round pick in him, which you likely did if you do own him, depending on your draft. I know I own him, and I invested a first-round pick in him. I hope he comes out and he has a really good game, and then I can sell him. Yeah. Because, I mean, I'm not, I'm not low on the point because he hasn't done anything for me to be – but it's kind of, again, I mean, he got beat out by toughest Rawls. You know, it's kind of like one of those things where it's not like, I probably wouldn't sell him right away, but, but for the right, I'd, I'd be throwing his name out there right away to see what I can get for him. Yeah, the, the one league that I actually own him in, um, I had Matt Forte and Jamal Charles, and I traded Forte away because Devontae Freeman was doing so well, and then Jamal Charles blew out his ACL. So now, I mean, I'm kind of, I, I have other guys, but if he, if he can, you know, kind of, I can ride him the rest of the season. I, I'm not, I'm going to hold on to him and see if, see if I get something out of the guy personally. I mean, I got other guys I can use. Yeah. I have Woodhead. I have some other guys. You, I guess it's how I invested a first round pick in him. So it's kind of like, oh, let me see what I got here. Right. But uh, my wife just texted me that uh, I need to wrap up my podcast because she has got a migraine. Oh, all right. And she can't move. She's well, immobilized. Those can be immobilizing. And I'm sure the kids aren't helping. It, it, and Mom. actually, yeah, it actually Mom. turns out we were all done right there anyway. So that's perfect. little does she know. But I just, I texted her back like, "Okay, gonna wrap it up for you, babe." Just for you, baby. Mm-hmm. Little does she know <laughs> we're already done. Where she's probably outside the door listening. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're just gonna cut this short about an hour right now. Um, but if you have any dynasty questions for this week uh, and you want some sage advice, hit me up on Twitter at Dynasty Rich, and I am at Dynasty Matt. And if you don't have Twitter, sign up for it. Yeah, I mean, people ask what we could do to make ourselves dynasty, better dynasty players. Twitter is a huge resource. I can't recommend it enough. When I get emails saying people don't have Twitter, I'm just like, why? You know? Right. Just literally do it. Just follow dynasty people. Yeah. That's it. Just use it just for that. Mine's mine's just filled. Like, all my timeline is either, well, it's football. Sports. I, I follow a couple of weirdos that, like, do, like, movies and stuff like that. So I, I got, too. like, Star Wars I'm and stuff that. like yeah, that. I'm that as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so sign up for Twitter. Follow us. Follow the site at Dynasty Nerds. Make sure you get on DynastyNerds.com every day and get on the forum, get on the rankings, get on the articles. They're all pretty sweet. They're going to make you a better fantasy player, too, Absolutely, Dynasty player. Uh, I mean, I know listening to podcasts is sweet, but go to the podcast comes out once a week. Yeah. Go to the site every day. Absolutely. Ten man. times a day. Yes. Why? Make it, make, you know what? Make it 11 times a Just day. Just click on a bunch of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Close your eyes. Whatever you click on is going to be awesome. Yeah. Uh, if you want to support the podcast, obviously, you know, not obviously, but you definitely go to iTunes, give us a ranking review. Let us know what you think of the podcast uh, and how you feel about it. Really helps the podcast out a ton. Uh, helps us get the podcast out to more people. Can't recommend that enough. And if you want to support the podcast and website monetarily, please get on there and buy a Dynasty Nerds t shirt. Uh, if you ordered one in the past week, a uh, week and a half. They do go out tomorrow. I'm sending them all out tomorrow. Uh, so if you want to be one of those people to get a t-shirt and look awesome for the holidays, buy a Dynasty t-shirt. Buy, buy a t-shirt. They look great. They feel great. High fives all around. I give it 100, 110%. <laughs> yeah, you do. Uh, but that's all we got for this week. Until then, we'll be back next week with the same awesome advice.
That's right, guys. Did we throw some awesome advice out there this week? Uh, some. Damn tootin' mm-hmm. we did. So, until then, good uh, luck this week, and we'll be back. And may the force be with you. Ready, set, Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds. 